everyone. This is episode 42 of the Training with Tucker podcast. I am back after three weeks off. Been very busy with a move. Also kicking off the summer training group that Sarah and I co-lead as well as a weekend trip to Yellowstone followed by a weekend of running on trails with an awesome team of people in the uh, Ragnar Trail, Colorado, which took place up in Aspen. If you haven't participated in a Ragnar Relay or similar type event, I would highly recommend it. Uh, Prepare yourself for a weekend of minimal sleep, but uh, I just love the team atmosphere, running for the team more so so than yourself. the trail relays, everyone camps out in these big fields, so it kind of feels like a music festival for runners. Um, I got to meet Courtney DeWalter and Maggie Guderall, who are two of my personal heroes in the ultra trail world. Um, chatting with them and picking their brains about ultras was super cool, and they were both just so down to earth and generous with their time. Uh, they were there with one of their sponsors, Tailwind, but you could tell that they genuinely were having a great time uh, being a part of this event. And even though it was more of a, of a work obligation, they seemed to be having a, a ton of fun. So that was definitely a highlight for me. Uh, but today I want to talk about the place that competition has in our training. Running can be really as competitive as we want it to be, but We should be intentional about when we compete and how frequently. One of the best ways to incorporate competition into our training is with races. It's the most specific way to compete when you're getting ready to compete in a race. Um, I like to have my athletes do one to two races in their training before a goal race. These are great opportunities to test their fitness so we can come up with a good realistic goal for their A race and this is also an opportunity to experience the race weekend routine and expose yourself to the nerves and excitement and all the feelings that comes with a race. Shorter races up to about a 10K, I'm sorry, a 5K, maybe a 10K, uh, you can race more frequently, but longer distances, I definitely recommend athletes pick only two goal races for a calendar year and those one to two tune-up races of shorter distances than your A race in training. And if you want more on how to build a racing calendar, I'll put the link for episode 23 of this podcast in the show notes where I talk more about this. Other than racing, we can compete in other ways in training. One of my biggest pet peeves is going to a group run where a couple athletes are at the front of the pack and they start getting a little competitive and playing the game of let's go faster chicken where one person starts to go a little bit faster and then the other person doesn't want to you know say anything or act like that pace is too fast for them so they go a little faster too and kind of back and forth and all of a sudden you know unknowingly they're competing and going probably faster than they should be especially if it's supposed to be like an an easy group run Um, you know I'm guilty of doing this too I, I have a hard time not going faster when someone in a group starts to push the pace on me a little bit. Um, But, you know, it's definitely not ideal. And if, if you aren't in like a really high volume or high intensity phase of training, probably isn't 
that big of a deal to do this every once in a while, but it shouldn't be something you do a lot. And especially if you're training intentionally, specifically for a goal race and, and you're doing this in, in an easy run, could be a big problem. Definitely can take a certain amount of confidence to let somebody speed up and not go with them um, if it's not the best thing for you to do on that day. Where we can get competitive is during our workouts. And if you aren't doing at least one day of quality, faster running each week, you really should be. Assuming you're healthy, uh, for even just to have a nice break of training, doing a workout is great. You know, if you don't have a goal race that you're currently working towards, one day of, of each week where you're pushing the effort, pushing the pace a little bit, it's really nice to, to break things up. And it's also a great way to force you to slow down the rest of the time because if you aren't currently training for something it's very easy to run faster than you should be on all your easy runs and now you're not really checking any boxes because you're in that gray zone you're not targeting the aerobic uh the aerobic system and so having that one quality workout each week is a good way to allow you to really focus on the the intention of the of the training so that you're hitting it hard on that one day a week and then you can slow down the rest of the time. During these workouts, a good way to get competitive is to invite a friend to join you in your next workout or go to a local training group that you could join for a workout. Um, but if those aren't an option, you know, a good way to do this is to either go on Facebook and find a local running group or go in person to, you know, running store and see if they have a, a run club or run group or anything like that and have some conversations with people and, you know, ideally find some people that have some f similar fitness and uh, similar speed and see if there's some interest in joining you for some workouts. If that's not an option, you can't compete with yourself. So you can track your progress by doing kind of the same workout every month or every couple of months and seeing how you're progressing. You can do time trials every month to gauge where your fitness is at and just to compete with yourself. Um, I do want to put a caveat in here that there are certain types of workouts where competition can be detrimental. Lactate threshold workouts are targeting a specific effort. And so if you're going faster than you should be trying to compete with someone, you're really defeating the purpose of the session. And also, if you're doing any goal pace work where you are practicing the specific mechanics and effort and the fueling of your goal pace for a race, uh, obviously, if you're going faster than that, it's going to defeat the purpose. And, um, you know, if you get competitive here and run faster than that, you're not really achieving the, the goal of, of the session. So ideally find someone with the same or similar fitness when you compete in these types of workouts, but for shorter workouts, shorter intervals where you're doing maybe VO2 max development or running economy, go for it. Get competitive with anyone, even people that are faster than you and really push yourself. Overall, you know, we can all probably agree that the running community is a very supportive and uplifting place, but come race day, it can be really helpful to have that killer instinct and compete level where you are going to find another level to catch someone or not to let someone pass you. 
as a track and cross country coach, I'm always amazed watching the end of a race uh, for like middle and longer distances where an athlete can look completely spent in the last stretch. And when they feel someone catching up to them or someone's passing them, all of a sudden they find another gear and they race back past that person to the finish. And, you know, the point here is we are all capable of, of so much more than we think. And getting competitive is a great way to get more out of ourselves. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and got something out of it. Please rate, review, subscribe, share this with others, and look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.